0: Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit pcaPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Commercial work is a great way to expand your business, but you have to do it thoughtfully and carefully. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. My name is Kathleen. I'm the director of sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I'm always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is our leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hello, Chris.
2: Hey, Kathy. It's exciting to be on.
1: <laughs> I know, and I'm so excited about who we're interviewing today. We are fortunate enough to have Scott Lar in the Estimate Rocket studios today. He is a growth coach at consulting for contractors. Personally, the Estimate Rocket family has known Scott for a long time, many, many years. And he is just such a great wealth of knowledge When you do have questions, someone to bounce ideas off of, I know we really enjoy speaking with him. Scott has owned his own painting business for 20 years, and now for the past 10 years, he's really enjoyed coaching contracting companies and scaling them up. We talk
2: with Scott about getting into commercial work, especially if you're not doing a whole lot of commercial work and you don't know what that environment is like. I guess the real challenge for a lot of people is how do you start into commercial work? And that's where Scott takes us. He's got some really good tips and he's got resources. We will share the resources as links in the show notes of this podcast. In particular, we have a checklist to help you evaluate if you are ready for commercial work. You should check it out.
1: Hey, Scott, how are you today?
0: Great to be here. So glad you invited me.
2: We have a lot of things we want to talk to you about. So we're going to have to have a lot of podcasts. but. For now, we have this awesome topic that I know you know a lot about. I've heard you speak on a lot of topics before in a lot of different forums, Um, but this one in particular, I think you're going to lend a lot of insight because a lot of people are asking about residential contractors adding commercial work, and maybe this is kind of reaching into what people perceive as bigger business, but some people, maybe it's a natural uh, transition to as you just expand your repertoire of all the things you could offer. And they think, Hey, it's not just about more money. It's about doing more and maybe more of the kind of work that some people want to get into too. Letting, letting you know residential work go a little bit, depending on where somebody is as a company. I'm sure you see all the different types of people looking to do different things. So let me ask you just to start the question, how many resident, how many residential contractors do you think are considering adding commercial work to their service mix?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to flip that question and I'm going to say the better question is how many should be considering it? Mm-hmm. And so no. let me talk a, a little bit sort of towards the top of the funnel is um, why more people aren't doing it, are afraid of it or whatever. I think over the last oh, 10 to 15 years, we've seen this um, continue, uh, our, our trades people becoming more business people, right? So the idea of, is this, does your business reflect you as a tradesperson, or does your business reflect you as a business person? So I think commercial painting, first of all, has a lot of information about it, misinformation about it. A lot of people think it's general contractors and general contractors are bad and you got to wait for your money. And I understand that, that um, stigma, right? But I don't think people know enough about what we consider commercial market to understand there's lots of other things they can do. That is not that right. So, um, uh, and then I also think um, they want to pursue it, but they don't know how to pursue it. So the idea is expansion of your service uh, mix, right? So um, someone that does, let's just say, make it easy. Let's go a million dollars. Okay. They have this many leads came in, they worked hard, got the leads, worked hard, got the sales. And if you want to double, let's just use a crazy number. You want to double. What that really means is you needed to double everything you need to double your leads you need to double your manpower you need to do up all these things so for those that are in the residential market you know the grind which is i need leads i need leads marketing 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 whereas in the commercial segment you go out and get a property manager one client that's in love with you just like your homeowner um, the homeowner loves you they call you every five years the property manager loves you they have 10 20 properties and they have eight more managers in their office. So you could have a hundred properties inside of one building. And that's how many, so it's, it's easier to really grow your business with mm-hmm. a, a single source client versus going to get a hundred more uh, residential clients. The other thing is the jobs tend to be larger. Would you rather do 10, $5,000 jobs or one fifty dollars job? And The other thing i tell people is the commercial market the buying criteria is different okay a lot again stigma oh it's crummy painting they don't care Mm -hmm. that's not a true statement Mm -mm. their buying criteria is different first of all often the people that buy this service it's not their money okay they're managing someone else's property someone else's money they also just want to get their building you know back open or you know beautified without a lot of headache and so you know the idea of oh they're going to pick this apart. No, they're not. No one's having Thanksgiving dinner in the middle of a hallway of a 10 story building. They're just not. <laughs> and so, but they want it to be durable, right? They don't want to irritate the the, the tenants. Right. So um, those are the things I think people um, really should look at. And um, you know, I, I, first of all, getting to understanding, doing some research, what does commercial mean? So it means more than just general contractors buildings, um, high rise buildings.
1: So Scott, tell me something. When do these when do our contractors know that it's the right time for them to put the commercial mix into their company without falling flat on their faces?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So the first thing I think people should be true to their vision. Okay. If if your vision is to have a certain aesthetic and touch and you know, certain thing um, that, that that's if that's really your vision, then then I think you should be true to that. Um, But I think most people as they evolve, they really evolve as a business owner to say, what other things can we add? And it, and it happens all the time organically, right? We added cabinet painting, oh, we, we have to some epoxy flooring or, or, you know, these types of things. It's another natural progression. What else can we add to our service mix to broaden our customer base mm-hmm. in our same service area, right? We don't have to go to another state or another city or we don't have to drive two hours out. It's actually our same footprint, mm-hmm. but we're just adding more customers. So vision, what do you want to be? Um, then I, I think um, I would also be asking people to look at their gaps or their peaks and valleys in their natural business. So Mm -hmm. those of us, I'm in the Chicago suburbs, but those of us that are in cold weather climates and do interior and exterior residential painting, you lose a whole 50% of -hmm. your market segment when it's snowing. Northwest also has rain. Uh, Arizona has heat. So every market has some seasonality typically, except for San Diego, I think. Um, (laughs) So the idea is, you know, how might you market to people – to even out your peaks and valleys. Secondly, commercial painting is less sensitive to like holidays, right? Like, oh, it's Christmas, I don't want you in my house. Well, you know, that's a perfect time, shut down. So I think that adding this can help you um, even out your peaks and valleys in your business. And what we see with business owners is steadiness trumps, um, Mm -hmm. you know, peaks, right? You know, you can have a crazy month But if you're the preceding three months were terrible, it's hard to you know climb your way out of that hole. So, I like adding this, sprinkling this in uh, Mm -hmm. as a start to just start to even you know level up your consistency. Um, and so that's the other thing I'd look like, uh, look for. And the other thing I I wanted to hit on is do you have good systems in place? You know, there's Mm -hmm. gonna this is gonna take maybe a different level of organization or communication maybe then if you're not set up for it, then you probably should wait till that's in place. And, you know, there's, there's going to be a learning curve. Let's be honest. So um, some people that are used to getting paid on completion, you know, I have people almost crazy about this, like, Hey, I'm going to stand here and wait for my check or I'm going to break your legs, you know, but (laughs) it's, You know, so it doesn't mean you have to wait for 60 days, but, you know, it's this is not the kind of thing where you're going to go knock on the door and, and oh, just stand there while I write you your check or whatever, or, or a credit card or whatever. So you know, the idea of being able to have a little um, ability to cash flow some of this work 15 days, 21 days, I don't know. And then also you're going to make some mistakes. And, and so, are you, do you have the fiscal strength? to weather Mm -hmm. the mistakes. So, um, you know, that's the idea. Um, The other thing I I think that would be helpful too a little bit is, do you have the staffing or culture? And what I mean by that is some of this work, and this is gonna go back to your vision and your planning. We'll hit this later on, I'm sure. But, you know, do you have the staff that doesn't mind working a weekend or a night? Um, Is it okay to travel a little bit? You know, you have to think about all these um, potential issues that are gonna happen. Before you, you know, kind of, you know, shoot your first dart. Um, so does your culture permit for some of this flexibility, I'll call it, or are we very rigid? We work from eight to four. I never work on Saturday or, you know, the, if, you, if you have a very rigid workforce, um, then, you know, you're going to have to think about that too.
1: Mm, mm. Well, I can tell you firsthand, you know, I've been here from the beginning at Estimate Rocket and I've had the privilege of seeing these young men come in and they were doing a million a year. And now with Estimate Rocket as a tool and having a coach like you, Scott, they're doing 25 and $30 million. And they do that by putting in commercial into the residential mix and also allowing subcontractors to come into the mix as well. So that's what gets you to that number. And, you know, spot on what you're recommending, you know, you start out small and you try one or two jobs that are in the commercial arena and see what the mistakes are going to be, you know, get your feet wet. So that that certainly has been a great formula for all of our customers here at Estimate Rocket.
2: So, Scott, you had said something earlier, and this will lead into my next question about like some simple steps that people can do to go about. Getting more commercial business. But you had said something earlier about a lot of people's business flows out of who they are as either a business owner or a tradesperson. And so I think if somebody's not already taking on commercial business and they're coming to this podcast and they're thinking, that sounds great. I don't know if it's for me though. And what would all have to change? And you mentioned everything from culture to resources to marketing and other things. But how do we address that problem? If, I don't know if that's for me. A residential contractor who knows residential work because as a tradesperson, maybe they used to do residential work. I don't know much about commercial work. What do you do to bridge that gap? Because that's kind of what we're talking about maybe in half the cases. People who are maybe more tradesperson person than, than just business owner. You didn't acquire or buy a business that you knew nothing about. A lot of people grew up into it from being a craftsman. So how, how do you help people bridge that gap?
0: So the first thing that I would suggest people to do as if they're just going to dip a toe in, right, is to start with something that's very similar to what they do right now. So for instance, painting a doctor's office, a lawyer's office, a a, a simple office, right? Um even a restaurant, really that's pretty, you know, it's pretty similar to someone's living room, right? It's it's some drywall, it's some doors, it's it's not like it's a different um address maybe. But really, it's the same thing as someone's yeah. living room or bedroom. So I would mm. say I would start with something they already know very well, because we have these blinders on like, oh, my gosh, that's commercial. I don't do commercial. I'm like, <laughs> right? it's a it's, yeah. a it's a it's a waiting room in an office, like just pretend okay. there's a dining room table in there. Right. And so mm-hmm. um, the first thing I would do is I would sort of open yourself up to that. Now, how do you do it? There's a couple of ways I, I can I suggest that you you can do this without you know, going crazy. Use your database. Now, you can, um, I would always coach people to be communicating with all of their people, whether it's a customer or a lead, but keeping a database and communicating with them through a, a newsletter or through electronic communication somehow. But um, you could use that existing database and, and announce a new service. We're excited. We're excited to announce we are now painting offices. And some mm-hmm. of your database own buildings Mm -hmm. um our doctors and lawyers that that don't have someone to get a painter so well you they liked you at their house so or or maybe they some of your customers are in a position of management or authority where it's their job to go find a painter so you don't know right so but you already have that that database it's just like if you said hey we're going to start offering cabinet painting we did not before now we do what would you do you tell the world that you do cabinet painting. That's what you mm-hmm. have to do here. You go, Hey, now there is going to be a little marketing um, imagery here. Like a little, you need to, you need to act like a commercial painter. So you might, um, I would say step two, and it's almost the same time is you're going to have to present. Cause what are you saying now to the world? All your marketing screaming, I'm a, I'm a house painter. I'm a mm-hmm. house painter. I'm And that's mm-hmm. all you say to anybody. Right. And now and you're going, well, you, I never knew you did commercial painting. Well, yeah, of course. I never. I, I, I. It's not in my marketing. But so you need to add add something on your website, a tab. You can't. And what I see a lot of people making a little bit of a mistake here is they are they look like a residential painter, pretending to moonlight as commercial painter. Now, mm. of course, that's kind of what you're doing, but you have to bring it out. Add a add a add a tab. Make a separate tab. And also be careful about your stock photos. I know that you can't show me some insane work that you've done because you haven't done any. But I'm if I'm the if I'm the buyer and I'm looking at your website and I see a bunch of stock crazy things that, you know, huge buildings, Amazon or whatever, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> Really? Like hmm. So I think that you need to be a little bit more authentic in your message and and mm-hmm. begin with where you're at. As soon as you have some pictures, you can replace stock photos. You didn't, didn't do it. I'd rather see imperfect real photos of you doing commercial work, then something that I just know straight away you didn't do it. So, so you need to have a little bit of a marketing plan and then announce it. And that's the first step. Now, Chris, if you, before you even get here, I think you need to sit down with whoever, yourself, your team, whoever, wh- you know, whatever your cohort is and say, um, I'd like to do some of this. And I think you should make a goal of how much you want to do. This is a long play. So in mm-hmm. the residential world, you go to Google, you give them 500 bucks, your phone will ring. You, we all know that, right? And, and that's what the game is. Or you can go to a million other ways that you can do this. Facebook, you know, you can get the phone ring today, sell a job today, paint it tomorrow. That's not typically going to be this market. It's a longer play. And you can't just dip your pole in like a Google ad and go, well, that didn't work. I would quit. If that's your, if that's your mindset, then don't start. Because I would, I tell people it's going to take six months to a year to really start feeling like you've got some inertia here. So it needs to be planned. And you all, and um, <laughs> we could talk for hours at, on this. So I'll, I'll try to keep it simple, but there are many commercial markets. There's there's HOA market, homeowners association, townhomes, all that stuff. Some of you live in cities that have mid-rise and high-rise buildings, right? 50-story building. They have hallways. They have parking garages. They have utility rooms. They have laundry rooms, right? That's uh-huh. commercial. There's ground up GC work. We, we mm-hmm. would suggest you stay away from that. Um, okay. Yes, you can make money there, but that's a tough market and you're, they can ruin you pretty fast.
2: So So, it's probably best to know what you're doing by the time you get there, right? Yes. If you're going to, if you're going to, but I've heard a lot of the same things about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then I think you develop a plan. So um, I don't, I think this is a a segment that a shotgun approach is probably not going to serve you that well. I would say, here's our first segment. You're going to go look at associations uh, that, you know, depends on your market. There's, there's um, BOMA is for building owners management association. There's um, CAI, that would be for Mm -hmm. townhome complex, but I would not suggest you go do all of them because you're going to be spread too thin. Go deep and wide in one, okay? Go Mm -hmm. connect there, and and, and a lot of people have very good business-to-business chamber of commerce too, right? Some are better than others, so if you have that ability and you're going to go into that environment you know, think about some of you that know the BNI leads group thing, right? What's your elevator pitch? It's all about residential. I'll paint your house. You go into these situations, you have a different pitch. You, you're going to act and behave and talk like a different person. I can paint your office. I can paint your building. I, so, you know, you've got to go in looking differently, but you have to own that group. And again, just like the, the, the Google example, don't just walk in there for one lunch and walk out and go, well, I didn't, I didn't cash a check today, so I'm not going back. That's not going to work.
1: Mm-hmm. And so,
0: um, you know, you really have to develop a plan, decide where you want to go first and go there and get your feet wet. And then and then you can build from there. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, total. Super, super helpful, especially for a subject that's scary for a lot of people. It's outside mm-hmm. of, it's it's kind of the, un, it's maybe the known unknown. You know, they they talk about those the, the yes. known unknowns versus the unknown unknowns. Like we know it's out there. You see people doing it. You wonder how they got successful in it, but you're, you're kind of worried about that first step into the unknown, especially like you said, if there's a delay on when the work actually comes in, you have yeah. to be cultivating these op- opportunities over time. Yeah. So that re- that requires that you kind of know what you're doing. So you're not wasting six months to a year, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, those first steps are extremely helpful that you mentioned. And again, it sounds like a baby step for an office Or, you know, some of these things that are smaller projects that get your feet well, you learn how to do contracts with different entities. You kind of learn what the communication style is going to be looking like and the scheduling and things. And that's, that sounds brilliant. Actually, I think that's how people get in there.
0: Yeah. And let me touch a little bit. This will be something that would uh, estimate rock will be helpful with, for instance, is in this more than ever that you more than residential, your exclusions in your document, your proposal are going to be as important as your inclusions. Like, yes, we're painting this stuff, but that's the, what you're going to learn. And I, I'm this, this, hopefully this little tip right here will make it worth that. Y'all listen to this podcast, you know, you, you make a lot of assumptions, right? And you need to be clear. When are you doing the work business hours, eight to five, Monday through Friday. Is there electricity provided? Is there water? Is there, you know, temperature heater? Is there parking? Is there a dumpster? I mean, I I, don't, I can't address all these things depending on you, but you know, I, I have a client. Um, this is what we teach people. In in if I'm if I'm working with you in a commercial, is I have a client that recently cost him eight thousand dollars on a strip mall repaint because he the, did not have water on site. There was no spigot, and there was none allowed to him. He had to pay the power washer to bring in portable he had to fill. Fill the tank, come, you know, it was, it was a, you know, a portable system and it cost him 8,000 additional dollars. Cause he never dawned on him that in his contract, he said, say, we're presuming you have water for us. Mm-hmm. You know, how many, how many times have you been somewhere? I, I, I could tell you many times in my career where there was no power yet, you know, and there was no air conditioning and it's 90 degrees or a hundred degrees. So these are things. And the other thing that people can, uh, you can get is say, that sounds great. I want to accept your bid. Um, which weekend would you like to do it? And they're like, and you're like, weekend. Well, that's your mistake. Okay, you gotta, you know, you gotta ask these questions, and then because then you maybe needed to put some overtime or some premium time or something like that. So, you know, you know, using a tool like Estimate Rocket, you can create a whole mm-hmm. item, maybe even would be or mm-hmm. an item template that would say, okay, this is a commercial template, and we're going to add a whole bunch of language here that that, you know, that would be an example of, if, and that's really important. Um, uh, I'll give you a, an example from, uh, you know, I, I worked with Aaron Moore from PPD, uh, for many years, had a wonderful run and he's the founder of CPIA. And, um, this was in downtown Chicago. We were painting some balcony railings and we needed a lift. And, um, you can't just park a lift on the city of Chicago street overnight. They don't just say, yeah, whatever, leave it there. Leave the keys. <laughs> it's not an option, right? You can't close a road that, that has traffic without a permit and without flaggers. I mean, there's a lot here, right? Well, in fact, there was no parking for this lift overnight. We couldn't park it in the garage because we would have to have engineering prove that it's not going to fall through the floor, the weight and all. That. So we, we, because, because we did our due diligence and we were smart enough, we, in our price, we paid for a, Cartage, which is a, basically was a towing company, picked that lift up at five o'clock every night, took it to their yard and re-delivered it every morning for five days. Okay. Mm-hmm. That cost a lot of money. A lot of money. And and someone shows up and goes, Well, where do I park the lift? And they're gonna look at you like, I'm I'm managing this building here. I, I'm not working for you, and I don't know where you're parking the lift. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, so these are things that you're going to learn. And that's why I say, start small so that you can kind of get, but you know, if we can shorten the learning curve and help, you know, and I, and I, like I said already, I would go ahead and go into the, into estimate rocket and create your items there Mm -hmm. so that when you're doing a commercial bid, it's boom, you don't ever forget there's our presumptions. We presume there's heat, air conditioning, power, water, a storage parking, I mean, on and on and on, right? So mm-hmm. those are things that you're going to learn. And so in my philosophy of starting small, I don't want you to go out and sign a sign $100,000 contract that's going to ruin you, crush you, right? Mm-hmm. Start at five or 10,000, 20,000 and, and begin. What we say is I would probably like you to start no bigger than your largest residential job. So if you're comfortable doing a $20,000 house, then you could do a $20,000 commercial project, but don't Don't shoot for the moon. you got to learn. Get some reps in. Hmm. Well
1: said. And by the way, all those items are already in templates in (laughs) Estimates. Nice. They get uploaded immediately. Um, One of the things I want to ask you is, so when our service contractors decide they want to start experimenting in the commercial arena, where can they go for help?
0: Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's trade association. CPIA is created only for, is a commercial painting organization. Um, uh, I actually wrote with Eric Barstow. We created a course for this. Um, Eric Barstow, some of you know him, mm-hmm. uh, has multiple companies and they wanted to add commercial. They wanted to do what our topic is today. Um, and so, I didn't know him before, but he, Mm -hmm. he called and, um, we ended up instead of just coaching his company one-on-one, which is what I do, um, for in our company is we created a course where people could learn and we, and it's a, um, it, there's about 15, 20 modules. There's it's recorded, um, videos, there's, there's checklists, there's templates, there's all the things as best as I could get out of my head and my 35 years experience, Mm -hmm. um, just to just to kind of help people understand there's contracts and 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 just all sorts of things um so that's that's an option um, I'm mm-hmm. glad to talk to people and help them and um I think also networking with other people that have mm-hmm. that are in this space just to kind of you know um it's just like we did we do with residential right we're at, we're, we're telling war stories we're we're trying to help people not make the mistakes we did you know we have PCA which is um you know little bit geared towards the residential, but they have, of course, there's commercial people in there too. Um, and there's commercial only people too. So, um, that, that, that's what I would do and, and just go find expertise, um, to, to just ask questions when you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. it's not that hard and, you know, we can, we can even help you with simple things like, you know, do you ever wonder why it's 30 days, net 30? Like, it was like, oh, I got to wait 30 days. Or No, you don't. That's like from the Pony <laughs> Express. I mean, someone had to approve your paper invoice and it had to go to accounting and they approved it, and it went somewhere else and then they they wrote a check and then it went back to them <laughs> and then they had to put it on. In... No, no, no. I, you know, you tell, tell me when I get paid in 14 days. People say, well, they'll never give me a deposit. Sure, they will you got to be, you, you, there's no reason they shouldn't. And if they mm-hmm. won't, then you need to say, Hey, it's the wrong time in my career to work for this kind of client. Cause I need, I need some cash. I don't, I can't cash flow this job. So therefore you only work with people that look, taste and smell like a residential person. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's your head trash that says they won't give me a deposit. They won't pay me on time. That's not true. Just tell them the way we dance. Hey, this is the way we work. Sounds good, Scott. Let's go. When you want to start. That's what you, so you need to understand you are in control. And if you're not in control, then you should say, no, I'm going to move away. I'm not doing this.
2: Knowing when to say no, that's a huge mm-hmm. asset. You know, if you can walk away and and that's probably part of the benefit of adding commercial is you hopefully have a successful business in whatever you're doing. So when you're adding something, you get to, you get to pick between things that fit and don't fit. So you don't have to be so worried oh my gosh, I'm going to get into all these things and it's not going to be a good fit. And then I'll have to, no, not necessarily.
0: Yeah. And I I also just think people should, it's okay to be stretched. Um, (laughs) I think it's okay to be stretched, right? We all, we all are in moment. I mean, Estimate Rocket, (laughs) I I just talked with Tom this, this week, right? I mean, they were stretched, right? They were, Mm -hmm. they were developing a product that didn't exist. He was the first one in really, truthfully. Um, And so it's okay to to be a little bit scared and be stretched but you need to to leverage don't don't make it don't stretch so far that it will kill you if you if you fail so um you know the you know i, I i've seen these facebook groups and people put a picture of something they say how much would you charge for this and in my every time i think about i go if you're asking facebook how much to charge for this <laughs> You shouldn't be doing it. And I'm not trying to disrespect someone. I'm going, you really have no business, you know, even entertaining that, you know, um, warehousing is an enormous market, bigger than ever. But if you've never sprayed a 500,000 square foot warehouse, concrete panels with lifts, well, I think that's a bad place to start. (laughs) Well, first of all, you don't know how to bid it. So if you win it, you're in trouble. And you're probably not going to win it because you're going to think of it's a it's a house. It's not a house. It's it's a it's five hundred. You know, so it, that's just a wrong place to start. Start where it makes sense, and then you'll have more opportunities to get a little crazier in the future.
2: Love that. I think we're going to get links to Barstow's content and links to your yeah. organization, your company, which is consulting for contractors.
0: Yeah. And and I always offer, um, and I will give you the link. I offer always offer a free call, um, just to help you for an hour. Like I, uh, John Maxwell is kind of my mentor. You know, not personally, but if I can talk to you for an hour, I'm going to add some value to your life. I'll help you with mm-hmm. something. It's free. No 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 hot, uh, hard hard close. But if I can help you talk through this a little bit, um, we'll give you a link. You can schedule a call. Glad to talk to you.
2: We'll put the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm, for valuable information for what can be a scary topic or just an unknown. There's so much uncertainty around this for people who just haven't dipped their toe in the water. You make it feel a little bit safer, and there's a lot of potential for really big reward on minor risks. So mm-hmm. thanks for being on the podcast, and we look forward to hearing more.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. PayNet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, Visit PCAPainted.org.